Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Trash the South Street. Trash the South Street. Trash the South Street. Trash the South Street. Yes. Trash House Street. Trash House Street, Jamie Z. Lou Sessa. What's going on, dude? Oh, it's so much. Minute. So much. It has been a minute. It's been like about two weeks. Yes. And I know how I could tell that. How can I tell? Probably 30 minutes after you left after recording our last podcast. This is uh, October 28th. Yes. I'd like that. So we recorded that one October 14th. Okay. And probably within 30 minutes of you leaving, I went to bed, and I hear, Oh, that's right, yeah. Drip. And I'm like fucking confused. I think it's my imagination. I go upstairs twice. Don't see any drips. This is it the drip monster? Drip monster. <laughs> drip and drip? Drip, drip. That drip, that sounds like it would be like a, like in the 80s, like a PSA on like something. Oh, like cocaine. A cocaine. No, the, the drip, drip monster. <laughs> Drip no, like, the I remember throat. there was, like, uh, how C-3PO and R2-D2 do commercials to get vaccinated for whooping cough or... Whooping cough. Whooping cough, which whooping I was... Cough. By the way, a tangent upon tangent upon tangent. Mm-hmm. I lived in mortal fear that I was going to get whooping cough, not knowing what it was, only it sounded fucking horrible. Okay. There's one, like, I'm Captain America, and I'm fighting energy waste. <laughs> and I just remember... Like the two of the villains were the the wattage waster and the cold air crook. Mm. Wait, the drip monster sounds like it'd be like it'd be something about like making sure your faucets are. <laughs> but no, so after going up twice and then finally like no, it, there's dripping somewhere. I go down to my basement to find a puddle of water. Basically, to make a long story short, because it's it's almost a good story, but it's not quite. I had a a pinhole leak in a pipe that happened to be. In one of my walls. That's like a good lyric. I got a pinhole, honey. I like it. This sort of coincided with a rainstorm. So I actually initially thought it was a roof. And I actually did have some, like, missing shingles. Uh-huh. Right, some pop shingles. But it turns out a lot of times, because the pressure and the temperature change when it rains, if you have a pinhole leak, that's one that'll leak. Mm. This one did not stop leaking. Sucks. So right now I have, like... They found it and everything? Uh, after they punched. So they punched about five holes in my wall. They just couldn't find the leak. So they're upstairs. They, like, cut holes in my drywall. Mm, I was just asking. Finally found it. Yeah, now I'm just drying up the water. And then cool. comes the, uh, when they finally get someone out here to, to verify my walls don't have asbestos, they're going to tear out the drywall. Yeah, well, yeah. You don't want mold and shit. I do. <laughs> the drip monster. The drip monster. Loves the mold. drip monster and the mold mommy. <laughs> the mold maiden. The mold, I'm ma- the mold maiden. Mold maiden, you can't defeat me. You can't defeat me. I have the power of positive thinking. <laughs> <laughs> me and the drip monster. What beats mold? I guess bleach. <laughs> yeah, I guess. The bleach baddie. The bleach bitch. <laughs> She's, uh, it says like a... Bleach bitch. I imagine the bleach... Well, we're just, bleach bitch. The bleach bl- bitch. It's like this roller skating 70s, like, I mama. Picture like, like the Dazzler. That's exactly <laughs> what I was picturing. The disco Dazzler. I'm the bleach, bleach bitch. bitch. 
<laughs> you think that she has really like bleach blonde hair and teeth and teeth, <laughs> and she drinks bleach. You might. I don't know. So anyway, what's up with you? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I... Oh. No. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. I'm trying to move my mousey. Anyway, you sure there's nothing going on with you? Uh, my son broke his arm yesterday. Yeah. Um, allegedly. Well, I well. I've no, been I know it's not allegedly. Picking up hours at work, so I I dropped them off from at school, and then I went to work for a little bit, and I was yeah. like getting ready to leave in like a half hour. It's like around one something, uh-huh. and I didn't check my phone for like a half hour. It was in my pocket, and I didn't yeah. feel it ring or anything. Someone like rushes in the room and was like, J- "Jamie Zimmerman, where's Jamie Zimmerman? We need Jamie Zimmerman." Yeah. And I'm like. First, I heard it, and I kind of was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to leave. <laughs> who needs it? Who, who, yeah. who needs me? And it was uh, one of the front desk people, and she's like, Jamie, um, your son's school's on the phone. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? It's your son's yeah. nurse. And I was like, my heart just sank. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. The last time I got a call at work, my dad died, so I yeah. kind of was just triggered. And then yeah. she was like, um, hi, Jamie, yeah. um, so... And I'm like, just spit it out, lady! Like, yeah. is he alive? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And apparently he um, was playing dodgeball, Yeah. and he said he was having a very good game of dodgeball. I'm sure. Best game. And he, <laughs> he tripped or whatever, yeah. and a kid was in front of him, too, or whatever, and tripped with him and landed, like, straight on uh, his, like, wrist. Yeah. So, um... We took him to urgent care and chop, and he had a fracture in his right wrist, and he's right-handed. So uh, that kind of sucks, but it's not like they sh- they showed the the X-ray, and I was like, "There it is," yeah. and it's like slightly buckled, but he's not in a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, he's getting his cast on Monday, and um, so is it like immobilized now or what? He has like an ace bandage on. It has no. like this. He's got some type of gauze, and then this other like type of like. I don't even know. It like fits onto it. That's like a little immobilized. It's almost like a makeshift splint type yeah. thing, but mm. you have a little bit of mobility. Yeah. And then they wrapped it like with an ace bandage, uh-huh. and then put like cotton over that too. So they like. Mm. So he's gonna end up. They needed all the swelling to go down, so before they could put uh, the cast sense. on and yeah. everything. So he gets his cast on on Monday. Uh-huh. So yeah, he's he's a bit bummed. We were gonna go to the shore. This I know weekend. it's just against you. It's yeah. like um, so it, it's not a big deal. It's like Jamie dream logic. Yeah. So that that happened. Mm-hmm. So he was a little bit bummed. Yeah. Um, so I took him to Nightmare Before Christmas. And yeah. We did trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a good time today. Did he enjoy Nightmare Before Christmas? He did. He seen this is the second time he saw it. He likes it. Ah. Uh, so. Which yeah. I'm thinking I don't mind Nightmare Before Christmas. I've yeah. kind of grown to enjoy it. Yeah. But. Um, so I'm just noticing, I'm thinking of doing deep dives. All right. Jack Skellington, narcissist. Total narcissist. He's the pumpkin king. I know, but he's like, I can't fit. He's a total narcissist. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. I don't know how to He is. He thinks he can do everything. Well, he thinks he can. And he's totally manic when he, like, figures he's... out he wants to be Santa Well, Claus. he's definitely bipolar because he's really depressed at Yeah, first. yeah. Because I went to Victor. I'm like, someone's bipolar. And he's like, wait, what? And I was yeah. like, oh, I forgot. Oh. I was talking to a nine-year-old. Yeah. Well, you see, the DSM-4. <laughs> yes. And then, before that, I got tattooed. Yeah, you good. Got my death's head uh, yes. hawk moth. Yeah. Death, death's head moth uh, from Sounds of the Lambs mm. on my... Uh, right arm yes it's pretty sweet yeah it's pretty sweet so i had Bolonsky do it at the new place he's at now oh. royal hearts uh, mm. collective i think it's called i forgot yeah um it's him kyle bear and uh morrison um yeah. and it's a cool little shop yeah so yeah 
though. All the time. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Unfortunately, like for, for as much as it's not a much of a story. Did you paint your nails? I did. Oh, that's like you new, like isn't it? it? Yeah, I do. It's just I don't think I've ever seen you with painted nails before. Okay. What? Much? Okay, I just said okay. Yeah. All right. I think they look pretty. I guess I don't know. <laughs> you don't think they look pretty? <laughs> they look pretty. <laughs> Thank you. I felt like that was almost a Thanks. trap. It I was. felt like that was almost a trap. It was a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Stop fucking at my nails, though. Make me self-conscious. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those episodes. No, I'm paranoid. I can't look at the microphone. Oh, paranoid, eh? So, dealing with, like, contractors and shit. Yeah. So, like, I have I've not had a very restful week. I hear you. And there's... Hopefully you can't hear it on the mic, but I have like multiple fans just drawing everything out, and the noise never ends. I thought you were saying you have like like fans, like I do followers. I do. <laughs> I, I have like, many. Whoa! I have, we'll I have slow magic down powers. Yeah. Like you know, you go home, you just want to relax, mm-hmm. sit down on the couch. Yeah, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> it's like in Let the Right One In when Eli goes into. To Oscar's apartment uninvited and she starts to like melt. Mm, yes. That's how I feel whenever I come home. Yeah, that sucks. I do get I do get a couple hours of reprieve. Well, that's good when and, you fall asleep. <laughs> well, I get to turn off my the fans in my bedroom. Ah. And but I am sleeping. But it'll sure. be over. Been up since two a.m. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not a lot going on. And then I'm uh, twenty eight days sober. Yeah. I have not drank. Almost done sober up October. Yeah. It's been good. I just it's been good. Just tired all the time. Oh. Don't it's like think a it's can of spinach. <laughs> nah. Anyway, what else? Anything? I have stuff that we can talk about after. Okay. It's not music related, but you want to talk about some music? I guess. Some it's music. Really like we are a music podcast. Yeah, so you did just the one? or you I did two. About... I did that Private Mind that I yeah. sent you, and then Chelsea Wolf has two yes. new singles out mm-hmm. from a new record she's doing. Actually, I'll, I don't care. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. It doesn't matter which one I do. Mm-hmm. Private Mind, I just ordered. So it's Private Mind, The Truth You See. It's an EP. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually came out uh, October 11th. And they've had a couple releases out. They're on Triple B. They're Melodic Hardcore from New York, uh, Long Island. Other bands, this is like a, not a super group whatsoever, but like a, a, members were in this band. Warehouse, Hangman, which I've seen before. We have I've reviewed mm-hmm. Detriment. And they, I forget where I read it, but anyway, their influences are Silent Majority, which mm-hmm. I've listened to, On the on the Myth, what the fuck is this? On the Might of Princes, never heard of before. Yeah. And they also said they're like big Fugazi and Jawbacks yeah. um, fans. So I would say this is like melodic emo hardcore. Yeah, definitely. And the more I listened to this album, the first time I heard it, I'm like, this is decent. And I listened to it on the way back over, and this is probably like the fourth time I listened to it. I like it yeah. more and more each time I find something kind of different. Mm-hmm. So it opens with In Vain. And this row, I like, I didn't notice, but it really reminds me of that to drive it in some weird oh. way. Like musically, not so much his voice, but yeah. like musically it did. I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit, that kind of just hit me. That's the band I was trying yeah, to Yeah, it was think always of. on the tip of my tongue yeah. and I couldn't place it. So, like, yeah, no, 100%. Yes. Yeah, but it's just not his voice. Yeah. But, yeah, I was like, oh shit, at the drive in. Just has an at the drive in kind of feel to it. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. Fade. This kind of reminded like, parts reminded me of, like, a less fuzzed out nothing. Like, if you mm-hmm. just took all the fuzzy parts out and just made it louder. Um, and also, like, My Chemical Romance. It's a reminder yeah. of, like, if yeah. those two had a baby. Disconnect's one of my favorite songs. Really cool song, catchy riffs, uh, just cool lyrics. Yeah, I really like that one. There's just something about it. I don't yeah. know, it just kind of struck me. 
lift is very like brooding and gloomy. It has an interesting little breakdown where you didn't expect it to be. Catching, a little heavier, more on the emo side. And there's like a handful of songs. It's a solid album. They aren't reinventing the wheel or anything, but I think they successfully have made like a dark, moody record that, yes. you know, as I said, I get something out of it each time I listen mm -hmm. to it. It's only like eight songs. I love like the layered guitar work, and I think that's like that at the drive in feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, I like how it's kind of heavy yet simple at the same time. Yeah. At first, I was like, I cannot stand his vocals. I'm like, I don't know oh, if really? I can get into it. And then um, I was really into it this time yeah. around. And I think it really conveys his emotions, and he puts his hearts in his his heart in those lyrics. Um, this this the whole band just has this two thousand vibe. At the drive-in, My Chemical Romance, a little Jimmy Eats World, um, bands mm -hmm. of that genre. Yeah. It's like pretty much post-punk emo. The beginning melodic. of emo. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like I could see some almost Fugazi. Yeah, I could see a little Interpol. I wasn't even thinking that, but I, I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. like, check it out. If, if you like that type, sort you know, maybe think of Interpol. Why? When I was going through all the bands to try to think of Anthony Driving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Private Mind, The Truth You See. I really enjoyed it, and I think it's their first release on Triple B. They were on yeah. a couple other record labels. But yeah, yeah, I really dig it. I think they said the, the album is based on frustrations of personal and interpersonal mm -hmm. life. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. Mm -hmm. Also, Next. Paranoids, yes. Mainstays of Trash House Street. Yes. Uh, they released. An EP, I like it here. It came out yesterday, October twenty seventh, off Third Man, and I, I didn't like, realize it was on Third Man. Yeah, they switched over for the last out. I forgot because mm, they were on okay. Suicide Squeeze. I feel like we only had a week's notice. We had like three days notice. Three days. That's right. Or just we really better. did it quickly. Because I was no, I'm talking about this album coming out. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, pocket. This came out. I was surprised this came out yesterday because usually you know a band announces something. Yeah. And you get like a month. No, pretty quick. So that's cool. Yeah, they so, probably were sitting on it then. Yeah, obviously. So this, like, let's go to the recording studio. Yes, let's go with the best chums. Oh, Mold Maiden has invaded our Mold studio. Mold Maiden and Drip Monster, where are you? Bleach raise the bitch? raise the the bleach banner for Bleach Bitch to bide her time. I don't know. It's too hard to say. Yeah. Bleach. The first time I say Bleach Blitch. I say Bleach the Betch. She's not really a bitch, she's a bitch. No, she's a bitch. She's a bad mamma jamma. Okay. Go ahead. She's a disco dazzler. Came from, came from Kansas to the big city. Ooh. Okay. She might be in a droves. She could be. Like Adderall. This is a four, four, like, four song EP. I listened to it on the, on the Yeah, first song is... Really good. Rita Lynn. Which might be... So Rita Lynn is an actress. Okay. It's not unusual for, like, the Paranoids to pick some obscure thing. Mm-hmm. But it also occurred to me that it might be Ritalin. Oh, I Which, know. so the first song oh, is, like, chuggy, kind of no-wavy, has this very flat, disaffective vocal styling, which works really well with the riffs and the organ. Mm -hmm. And it kind of shakes apart at the end, and I'm like, is it a pan attack? Is it paranoia? Is it, you took a little too much Ritalin? Yeah. It's a really, like, I really like this Interesting. song. Interesting, I like it. I never thought of that. Glass has this almost pixie-like bass in the beginning. It's cool, yeah. Uh, very mysterious, and towards the end it becomes more disjointed. Notes of noise rock, a touch of Death Valley Girls. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Destructive banter. That's my favorite song, actually. What, I really? love this. Yeah, Destructive Banter. Oh. In, as close as, like, the Paranoids have a style, mm -hmm. which didn't have much of a style, like, they, they, they well, that sounds horrible. They don't have more of a style. <laughs> they don't have a folk they, style. They're, they're kind of eclectic. Yeah. This would be the closest thing to a traditional sound. I hear you. Uh, has a calliope-like sort of aspect. 
I think it has the best lyrics. I agree, well, yeah. And I would say, like, it reminds me of, like, a grunge rock version of Palisades Park a little bit. Okay. Oh, I didn't think about it. Like, Interesting. Doo, yeah. doo, 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 doo. Now, my favorite is actually I'm JK. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. Which is a very heavy 70s British post-punk yeah. song, like Delta Five. There, there's, like, sort of a breakdown where Lexi is, like... I don't think people understand when I say I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about being kidding. And that goes... Maybe I'll take a sack of puppies and drown them in the L.A. River. It's, like, it's a cool song. It comes out of nowhere. You're like, wait a second. What is this? Yeah. yeah. So short and sweet. Really yeah, liked it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And, and I believe Chelsea Wolf is is almost just as bright and sunny as the paranormal. Yes. Chelsea Wolf. Um, coming out with a new album Octo- in October. Mm-hmm. I presume. Yeah, in October. Off of Loma Priesta Recordings. The new album is going to be called She Reaches Out to She Reaches Out to See. Kind of a mouthful there. Yeah. And oh, she's God. two new singles out. For The first one was Dusk mm-hmm. and then Whispers in the Echo Chamber. Yeah. So how would you explain Chelsea Wolf? Um, trip-hop, gothy, electro-esque, industrial-esque, metal, I don't even know, folk. Um, <laughs> like she's kind of like... I'm trying to think. In her of... own lane, like, I'd always be like, oh, like, it started out when I first got into Chelsea Wolf, I was like, Portishead. Like, Portishead was, yeah. like, the big thing. And now she's, like, into her own fucking so, category. So, I would say folk because when someone's in their own lane, you, <laughs> it's just usually easier to call it folk. Yeah. No, it's like, it's goth like folk. goth folk, yeah. An electro goth I, yeah, she's, I don't know. Love her, but yeah, I don't know how to classify Chelsea Yeah, Wolf. yeah. So anyway, um... I'll go to Dusk. Dusk was the first single that came out. Very chill. Very trip-hop. I think the one thing these singles have shown me is... I went back and listened to His Fun a little bit. Mm-hmm. And her voice is very, like, um, fuzzy in the background. Like, almost recorded in another room. Now, it's not. Like, her voice is full display, in my yeah. opinion. And pretty much, like, the main product of the whole, like, song, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Not really. But yeah, Dusk, you hear more of her voice. So it's like these brooding guitars in the background along with all these like distortions and other weird gothy sounds yeah, it's, of it's, shit. It's, but it's really cool. I really dig it. Yeah. And then Whispers in the Echo Chamber. And that just came out. Cool as fuck song. It's like really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm like, it's like heavy and soaring. I think she explained. Okay. Yeah. Has like beats, has a guitar solo, has like a little spoken word in it. It's yeah. like a little bit of everything. And this is when I was like, she's like found her groove, like she found her own lane mm-hmm. and blasted it into like a highway, kind of. Like she, not that she's doing anything super different that she did before, but it just sounds better. It yeah. doesn't sound overproduced, but it just is just her. But really cool shit. Like I don't even know how else to explain her stuff. Like it's just like trip hop on acid. Yeah, like I Folk remember cool acid. acid. Yeah, and it's like trip hop on on fucking. St- Dump whiskey. Yeah, because like, and she has like the haunting, like gaffy voice. Well, like, well, like I still think about that show. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I actually went to. I didn't get a chance to it. I went to go through the old Trash South Street archives because we we talk about that. It was right around Halloween. It was a yeah. Halloween show, yeah. and I remember watching her was like watching someone move in reverse underwater. Yeah, she just it, did not. It like, had a weird heroin vibe to it, not in a good way. And yeah. Do you remember the opener? 
Yeah, it was that she's industrial like, band. She's like sp- spit in the air and catch it. Yeah, in her hand I forget the stuff. name of the band, but they're really good. I yeah. kind of like them. They're different. Yeah, I really like Chelsea Wolf. Find it really disturbing. Yeah, like Twin Fawn. Yeah, like mm. her shit's just yeah out there, but really cool. She was really chill on like uh, parent teacher conferences. Yeah, I'm sure. She's like. The blood of a bunny. Oh. He's like, yeah, yeah, little Melvin Wolf. <laughs> I don't think she has any children. Uh, no, the she, last she thing would eat them. She did was with Converge, and I, yeah, I um, reviewed that. It was really, really good. I should go back and mm-hmm. listen to it. Yeah. But I think like hanging out with those guys, she just kind of like it changed her. I don't know if it like changed her, changed her. She, it's almost like she has more confidence. Like I don't know what it is. Yeah. It just sounds really good, or she's just like maybe try. I, I don't know. Yeah. I really like it, and I'm excited for this new um, this new album because it's been a minute. It's been a little while. It has. I really like our first uh, band, Chelsea, 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 or Chelsea and the Wolves. That yeah. was it. Just Hi, I'm Chelsea. We're Chelsea and the Wolves. <laughs> yep. This song's about ice cream. Ice cream. In blood. And then she got hit in the head with an apple. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Well, actually, we know if you get hit in the head, you become a sex maniac. According to a movie, a documentary I saw yes. years ago. It's true. Anyway, which brings us back to spoken word. Yes. Uh, Roger Wawa. I didn't listen to any of this, so you gotta... No, it's fine. So, this is gonna be a little different. I would have sent it to you, but we basically decided... Well, I was honestly mm-hmm. planning on going to the shore... Yeah. ...until the school called my Yeah. <laughs> no, I got you. I was packed. So, Roger Waters, for the 50th anniversary, basically re-recorded and reinterpreted Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, we recorded this when we were all young, and I'm 80 years old now, and I kind of want to look back at these songs mm-hmm. with that eye. So this is basically his Leonard Cohen album, Spoken Word with Music Accompaniment. Okay. The first song, Speak to Me, he goes on this long piece about getting, like, just getting old and dying. Okay. How it, I forget, mood like... Mood booster. What? Mood booster. Oh, the whole album is a, a bit of a, a mood booster. <laughs> we go into Breathe. Mm-hmm. Breathe, by the way, in the original Dark Side of the Moon, probably my favorite song. Yeah, I agree. It's one of my favorites, um, too. I think it's my favorite song on this interpretation, too. And it sort of sets up what the album is, which is like slow with a lot of acoustics in it, which really make it work, especially for the song. Very hypnotic, very deliberate. There is, it's largely, like the album is largely an orchestral piece with Spanish guitar, church organ, and a smattering of dweep dwarp. And it usually works. Mm-hmm. Breathe. He sort of continues on this theme of getting old, and the first line in Breathe that he recites is, "You are the angel of death, and I am the dead man's soul." Ooh, so again, deep. there's no real levity of this album. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, on the run, he's recounting some sort of dream. I'm not going through all these. Great gig in the sky. Mm-hmm. He recounts this story about a dying friend of his, uh, the poet Donald Hall. Okay, never heard. I'd look them up. Brain Drain and Eclipse, I think, are the only songs that don't have any spoken word. Mm-hmm. And that includes Any Color You Like, which is an instrumental. has, mm-hmm. like, a spoken piece. And this is, a, it's tough because Dark Side of the Moon is such an iconic album. I didn't know what to think. I was kind of perplexed by Money, which was the only song you could listen to on Bandcamp. Okay. A single. I was shocked that I like this album as much as I did. That's cool. It's, I can divorce myself of like the original work. Yeah. It's easy to listen to because in the end it is Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. And like some of the stuff like 
Some of his spoken word is pretty interesting. It's pretty much his reinterpretation, like, as you said, like, it's, it yeah. is what it is. Um, yeah, I'd like to listen to it. And then I did things. a weird deep dive into Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the drama, and, like... Because Nick Mason is still friends with Roger Waters. Okay. And it's... Roger Waters and David Gilmore are the ones who really hate each other. Yes. You know, Roger Waters gets called out for being anti-Semitic. And I don't know what that opinion is now because he... A lot of those, I believe, came from a pro-Palestinian stance. And let's say the state of the world today. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on that. Richard Bright, mm-hmm. late great Richard Bright... He got fired from the wall, band during the wall, but yeah. came back as a studio musician. Only one who made any money off that tour, apparently. Really? Because he was a studio musician, so he didn't have to pay for any of the losses incurred by the band from touring. Oh, interesting. And I guess that tour was so expensive. Makes sense. Yeah. I struggled. I was like, I need something to listen to, something I can kind of talk about. And I'm not hearing a lot about it. I haven't heard shit about it other than you talking yeah. about it. Like... I don't see it anywhere online. I've seen Not it a little I'm really bit. Looking, looking, but yeah, I think it's like kind of people are like, eh, it's okay, or it's like, eh, it's mid. I don't know how relevant like Pink Floyd is. Even that, yeah. I did um, a Green Day had new out like song come out. Uh, how's that? It's decent. It's Green Day. They're touring. I think I might want to see them. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them. So there's a couple of like younger people, like people in their like early twenties. Yeah. And but they're dialed into music, so I always like I come to them and I gauge them with like things and even at people that age like green day is kind of well it's classic rock now it's classic but it's so different like as opposed to like other bands it's like a lot more definitive yeah and i think it's like a touch point for a lot of people that's cool i do i remember i remember green day i remember that like that uh l7 documentary they talk about green day playing at Lollapalooza as the definitive moment when grunge died because after that Radio, like, radio guys just started canceling contracts and albums, and, <laughs> like, everyone got fucking dumped because <laughs> the paradigm shifted. It's crazy. You got some other music stuff, unless you have something that you want to talk about? Um, not that I could say. There was something I can't remember what it is. <laughs> oh. Oh, before I forget. So, No Bro came out. Yes. How was that? Did you listen to I it? didn't review it this time. Okay. Because I need you to listen to it. Because okay. it is fucking awesome. Okay, I definitely... Did you do uh, Boy Genius? Did you listen to that EP? I like it. I mean, it's largely like, it's very mellow. It's, it's acoustic. very mellow, it's like, yeah. I liked it too, but there was I'll nothing say, that I was like writing home about. That's the thing, is it's like hard to talk about. And I only listened to it like a handful of times. Like, I'm sure the more I listen to it, the more I'm going to like yeah. it. Um, I think the first song was my favorite song. Oh yeah, I think mine too. Um, um, I got to listen to it more. Yeah, well. yeah. Rolling Stones had a... That's, that's what I want to talk about. What do you think of Hackney Diamonds? Did it's not listen? bad, but it's not like it didn't stick to me at all. Did you listen? No, like a girl, a lady I work with loves Stone, the Stones, and she said yeah. she really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she's in her late fifties, and she just said it was fun, and she really enjoyed it. Yeah. I saw like Pitchfork had a review, but I cannot <laughs> for the life of me. Did you? Let's see, Rolling Stone to album and Pitchfork. Yeah, like Pitchfork just like killed it. Like, well, it's it's like not a split. So Pitchfork gave it like a four point five. But did, did you ever see Pitchfork will re-review an album? They re-reviewed Lana Del Rey, and yeah. they, like, fucking hated her. They gave uh, her a three, and then they're like, and then they re-reviewed it, well, and they gave it, like, well, remember, a nine. Yeah, Pitchfork is... They're just terrible. They do, and they're kind of... I hate to use the word aegist. Yeah. But I think Rolling Stones, like, no matter how good or bad that album was, yeah. was going to get bad review just because they're, like, yeah, 80 Yeah, they're, they're 80 years old. I, 
No, I, I, I specifically saw it because it was... It came across on my Facebook, and I was like, okay, like... And then it was, like, everyone in the... Because I love to go to comments. Yeah. Everyone in the comments was like, fucking Pitchfork, no, like, it's fine, it's good, I like it, it's good. I like the Stones, I'm not a huge Stones fan. So I'm not a huge Stones fan either. In and of itself, it's not something I would necessarily listen to. Yeah. But I liked it enough, just not enough to really... I almost... I might have actually reviewed it if I didn't decide to go with Dark Side of the Moon. So, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm a huge Blondie fan, but, like, her last few albums I never got. And it's, yeah. like... and that You mean the one about the bees? The Pollinator. I heard it was really good. But I'm like, do you get to an age where you feel too old to listen to new music or younger people's music? You know what I mean? And yeah. You, you kind of stick with what you know. Once someone starts getting, like, close to 80 yeah. or even 70... I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like, I'm not saying you gotta, like, just hang it up. But yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. But, that you know, more sense. power to him. Yeah, but. more power to him. The guy, Mick Jagger has so much energy, like, he's still, like, it's yeah. crazy to think how old they are. Yeah. But. And sort of related to those lines and me liking the comments of news stories. Yes. Rolling Stone released their uh, top 250 guitarists. Okay. People had opinions. I'm sure. Um, who do you think the number one... Actually, here's a... Who do you think number one guitarist is? Um, I don't know. Either like Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page or... Hendrix, so... Okay. So, it's still Hendrix because I think that's the one that like... Yeah. No one's ever moving... Like, unless, unless the devil himself puts out an album. Yeah. A lot of it, well, you know, just people have their own opinions, especially guitar people are like, you didn't include... Jana Peppercorn Fredericks, who played on a one-string guitar. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of that shit. Yeah. There were a couple of, like, Lindsey Jordan, Snail Mail. Okay. Like, I really like Snail Mail. I had to go back, because I never really thought of her as... I never like her guitar work doesn't stand much as a singing and songwriting, but I could be wrong. Yeah. There are a couple people, they just, like, they would do, like, they would group. Mm-hmm. Spot 185 would be... They'd say it was, like, uh, David Mustaine and someone mm-hmm. else. Okay. But they'd be sharing the spot. But, like... Um, Who was the top ten? I don't quite remember. Two was uh, Chuck Berry. Oh, uh, yeah. Three was was Leroy Peppercorn Jones, <laughs> who played on a one-string guitar that he, he made out of an alligator in the bayou. <laughs> Mary Timoney made the list. Oh, that's cool. Which... Did Madonna make the list no. for her guitar player? But, um... <laughs> Anyone who came out of the 90s guitar scene yeah. probably was influenced by Mary Timoney. The one guy was com- like commenting on, yeah, she's got a real Kurt Cobain thing going for her. I'm like, uh, probably Kurt Cobain had a real Mary Timoney thing going yeah. on. Because people, oh, she was also like, been around forever. Yeah. But it was just interesting. I just like to watch people get fucking angry. They're like, no, this, this person's too high. This yeah, that's exactly what it is. I feel like Rolling Stone is just like, People who like rock music that aren't really super into anything like outside the box. I think it largely, yeah. Probably the the worst. Co- they can put up a story. Rolling Stones could be like this puppy and this kitty were playing and they were friends, and it would be nothing but fucking hate comments <laughs> directed towards Rolling Stones. That's how bad everything is. Yeah, Rolling Stones. Fuck the bullshit. Which, yeah. Which, you know... Just their reporting and just how they do shit. I, I don't know. I don't like... I'm, I'm not a big fan of... I don't know. I haven't looked at it in years. Um, 
At least they get Rolling Stone. I used X-Files to, X-Files cover. Yeah, X-Files cover's awesome. Yeah. Speaking. The newer the new romance got reissued. Pretty oh, okay. Pretty Girls Make Trees. And do you remember an album called Songs in the Key of X? No. No. I do. Songs in the Key of X was... A, they were songs inspired... By X-Files? Yeah, by X-Files. So they weren't songs used in X-Files. They were songs inspired oh, by X-Files. Cool. Um, that got reissued on... Or that got put out on vinyl. Oh, I did wow. not buy that, but I was tempted. I might review that like on CD Ugh. next time because I have... There's a weird one where it's William Burroughs with R.E.M., Oh, I kind of remember. And that I thing. think the song's I called think it was "Fuck at Me, Tower. Kitten." It was at oh yeah, Tower. oh, I guarantee it's like yeah. yeah. The Foo Fighters do a song. Remember PM Dawn? Kind of. I felt like they were like a band that they were like an electro band that people tried to make bigger, but they do stuff. PM Dawn. PM Dawn. Just songs that weren't actually is weird. It's not PM Night, man. PM Dawn. PM Dawn. AM AM Night would be the man. cover. Um, let's see. A.M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it's a twist. It's uh, a real village. <laughs> that, that it's a village in in contemporary America. <laughs> and she's she's blind, man. <laughs> what are you fucking doing? Like Charlie Manson? Yeah. You can't see me. I can see you. Man. Man. Scorny Weaver. <laughs> she's... I forgot you. Wow. And we were talking about the village the other day yeah. at work. Yeah. And I, for some reason, Sigourney Weaver popped in my head that she was in that movie. I was like, yeah. fuck, man. Mm. Hey, man, we're 18th century village in the middle of fucking modern day yeah. America. Fuck. The, the most amazing thing. Brody. That, wasn't Brody like the mentally uh, Adrian Brody yeah. is. Was it Bryce Dallas Howard? Who was the. She was the blind. It's so not. It's like. Not readily apparent that she's blind, even though she's yeah. Because we we're like, is she blind? Like, I yeah, we were. I remember because we watched it together. Yes, and we were like, we were like, really? Yeah. We, we guessed this is what it was. Like, Whoa. Whoa, man! The elders are the the people that do all the bad stuff with the plague mask and shit. Yeah, with like, the tigers or whatever the fuck they're I they're like monsters. Yeah, I'm not gonna rewatch it. Uh, um, What's that movie? He did a he did a series called Wayward Pines. Okay. Which is, what if it was a village only it was real? <laughs> did you watch Knock at the Cabin? No. That's the one that came out this year. No, I, I barely watched the oh, movie. It has Batista in it. Uh, okay. Guitarist. Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is new, Jamie? Anything? Watching anything? Reading anything? I started watching some documentary about like. Uh, food handling and like E. coli and shit. I forgot the fuck it's called. Like, uh, literally, like only watched yeah. twenty three minutes of it today. Uh, and it was um the first thing they were talking about Jack in the Box. Do you remember when they had um the tainted hamburger? Yes. Well, I remember it was a big deal in my household because my dad was in the beef industry. Yeah. Like people got really fucked up and like died. Like yeah. um apparently like, I was watching it and like a lot of people say, well, was it the meat or was it the temperature? And it was like both. Uh-huh. But so you're supposed to be cooking these burgers at 150 degrees, and they refused to, oh. and that's why a lot of people got sick. Why they refused? They to? said it, the meat was too ten, was too tough, so they only cooked it at like 140, so it wasn't killing all oh. the bacteria. Oh. Uh, it was just really interesting. Mm-hmm. And then they started talking about 
salad and E. coli and yeah. all this shit. It was it was pretty like that family that got E. coli from a cucumber because yeah. the guy used it on himself. That's the urban legend that I invented that people but, in my family were recite to all the time. It was like, yeah, like that cucumber. I was like, yeah, like that one time. The one time. That I watched. I'm trying to look if anything else. Nothing really. How about you? About halfway through the Thurston Moore book. Oh yeah, how's that? Interesting. Thirty percent is him just talking about bands he saw at either CBGB or like Max's Kansas City. Yeah. And it is interesting that he's like, like he talks about like Blondie, mm-hmm. uh, television. He's really into television. The band. Okay. Yeah. I know. Patty Smith. Like Richard Howell uh, and stuff. Uh, so the Voivoids yeah. uh, or the Voidoids. Yeah. New York Dolls, Heartbreakers, Talking Heads, Iggy Pop. The second show the Cramps ever played. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But he didn't know who the no one knew who the Cramps were. That's and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's sort of like in a way of like just listening to an old guy reminisce. It's pretty good. Like he talks about seeing the sex, but he talks about seeing Sid Vicious. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then like like five days before, I heard he was terrible. Yeah. Uh, this do these come in the comic book store? He's an older guy and he's coming with his daughter. Yeah. You would know, you might know who he was. But anyway, he grew up in New York and he said he saw like one of the, the appearances of Sid Vicious and like when it was just Sid Vicious and yeah. he was trying to do a tour in New York City. He was like a big fucking uh-huh. heroin addict. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said it was god awful. It was like yeah. the worst thing he ever saw. But like at the same time, he was like, I saw Sid Vicious. Yeah, <laughs> like I it's kind of cool. Like of the stories Thurston Moore tells us, like, like he wanted to see public, like public image mm-hmm. limited. And. Apparently there was a surprise show that everyone knew about. Yeah. And he missed it. And he's like, yeah, what was I doing when all this was going on? I was in my apartment eating a peanut butter sandwich watching a rerun of Three's Company. And like years later, people will tell you what an amazing show that was. I'm at a point now where he's finally, he meets Kim. Okay. I don't really, he like started dating Kim when he was 22 years old. Um, and now he's like, they've met Lee Rodano and they're actually just formed Sonic Youth. Uh, that's pretty cool. Hearing about, like, who's in the scene is interesting because the person who's there at the same time Thurston is actually living within a couple blocks is Madonna. Oh, cool. And they kind of just, they, they, they'll, they'll, like, sort of run into each other and he keeps mentioning her. Mm-hmm. And right before you came, that Madonna's starting to perform at, like, I guess it's, like, dance tech or whatever. Yeah. And she was, like, in a bunch of kind of, like, new wave at she was friends with Basquiat. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, we're kind of dismissive of her. And then like, a year later, everyone would know who Madonna was. So it's just interesting to see like all these people floating around doing this stuff. But it's probably a little too much of him being like, and this one time, me and, you know, I was taking a piss. Actually, no, that's actually pretty good. Where he's like taking a piss and Elvis Costello was taking a piss next to him. And some guy from the show's like, Is that Elvis Costello? Hold it there when he gets his autograph. Jesus gross. Oh, he has a cat named Sweet Face. Aw, Sweet Face. Face. That's yes. a dumb name for a cat. So that's it. It's sort of interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. I started a new book, but no. I haven't. No. Well, I'm like, I just started. I think it's called, like, Fantastic Land. It's like a hurricane comes and closes down this gigantic theme park, and it's like, um, Children of the... F- what the fuck is the... The kids start, like, the gangs and, like, kill people? Kids start the gangs? It's like Lord of the Flies? Lord of the Flies-esque right. type thing. Like, they have different parts of the uh, amusement park. And yeah. They, but I haven't got there. It's all, like, uh, written as, like, 
so-and-so's interview. So oh. I only listened, I only read, like, Oh, is it like, like Max Brooks? Tech. It's not Max Brooks, but it's like, it's called, I think, Fan- Fantastic Land uh, or something, but it's the yeah. end. That's interesting, because that's how um, World War Z is written. Oh, uh, okay. It's just all interviews with people. Interesting. But, but yeah, it seemed pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I do have want to say one more thing. You must remember this, Britney's voice. <laughs> she does the Britney Spears. Into, yes. Uh, uh, in, I, I do like, she does affect a... Uh, she's like, I'm just from the Louisiana. Yeah. I'm off of Louisiana. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah. Oh, he wanted me to take my... All I want to do is have my midriff show. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> she just cracks oh, me up. Oh, Brittany. I can't I wait. I can't wait to read that book. I can't wait to read that book. Are you finished that series yet? Um, no, not completely. All I right. just listened to the Brittany one, and I think the, I'm on the very last one. Yeah. Um, With two-parter. Is it? Okay. So it's Eyes Wide Shut. Yes. Eyes Wide um, Part 2. It, I maybe. 15 minutes into it. Which she does talk about things that I didn't realize were rumors, but I remember like, do you remember they had to get like a sex therapist to help Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? Yeah. So that was apparently made up. The other one I remember is that the plot was they were psychiatrists who were fucking their patients. Mm-hmm. When you get to the end, there is something I definitely want to talk to you okay, about. Okay, yeah. I'm not, shan't ruin it. I just haven't. You also get some good accent work in those last couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. Her Britney is amazing. Yeah, I was like, oh. I was like laughing. I was like, I had to. I was like, how did you get Britney Spears on this podcast? Is Britney on here? That's fucking crazy. Crazy. Crazy, like Britney. Oh. Or not. But um. But yeah, she does have that book, and I am going to. I'm actually. I'm pretty interested. My one friend, Nicole, uh, ordered it, so. And she's a huge Britney fan. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'll borrow it, or I'll borrow yours. Uh, Or maybe I'll buy it. I don't know how much it is. It's only hard. It's hardback right now. I have no idea. It'll keep just like the next podcast will Ooh, keep. We'll be in November. November, yeah. It'll be the next podcast will be. No, so it's going to be our reunion coming up, right? It will be either, yeah, our anniversary or possibly it's like Thanksgiving weekend because we recorded it. I don't know, but what, how many years have we been doing this? Seven? Since 2016, so. Seven. Yeah, seven. Ooh, Ooh seven year itch. Ooh. All right. In the meantime, folks. Find us at TriSouthSuit.com yep. and other on places. Facebook yep. and all that fun stuff. And, uh, you enjoy know, your I'm going to say TriSouthStreet.com, you can get like links and stuff. Yeah. I get a little fancier with it. Ooh, fancy, fancy. No, that's uh, awesome. And, all right, bye. All guys. right. Bye. Ladies. Bye. bye. She spits in the air a lot and then catches it with her hand, which kind of grosses me out. Yeah, I like that. It was cool. That's gross. It was cool. But that paled in comparison to Chelsea Wolf. Chelsea Wolf. Chelsea Wolf <laughs> is like if if Juan was a band. I cannot. I've been trying to describe it to people. When I would first thought about Chelsea Wolf, when I first listened to her, I was like, oh, it's like Portishead, a metal Portishead. Yes. Kind of. And then reading her lyrics last night. Yeah. Was just. Devastating. So yeah, let's talk about the concert first. Yeah, let's talk about the concert because we're gonna do. Uh, it's at the TLA. It's fun, yeah. And as I said, a youth code opened up, and then Chelsea Wolf takes the stage, yeah. and she comes out, and it either looked like she just booted up a barrel full of heroin, or mm. she's just so socially awkward and odd that she never breaks her weird, yeah, awkward, well, well, like lonely, beautiful soul. So she's she's very much a goth Barbie doll. Um, and by like booted up hair in a very literal sense, 
Mm-hmm. So she barely moves when she performs. And when she does move, it's almost like she's underwater. Yeah. You could not stop watching. I did see her break character once. Youthco comes out and starts singing with her. Yeah, they sang Vex with her. It Vex. She actually laughed at the end. So I don't know if that was planned or not. Although Vex does have a duo we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. The crowd wasn't like straight goth. It was like an eclectic Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Group of people, a lot of metal, a lot of like like sludge and doom metal. I'll say I was very surprised at the number of metal kids in the mm-hmm. audience. And then you had straight up goth kids and then you had like punk kids. You had like it was it was very interesting. And then cool podcasters like Yeah, us. cool podcaster kids like us. Yeah, uh, like cool middle-aged they're <laughs> like look narcs. <laughs> I came up like the next day or the day of, like two days after that, I came up with the best analogy. The Sister Christian scene yes, in yes. Boogie Nights is how that concert felt. <laughs> Which um, is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, I know. It's like uncomfortable, but you can't stop it's watching. very uncomfortable. You can't stop watching. You barely breathe. <laughs> it's like what I imagine it'd be like to act in a David Lynch movie. 